source for all things horror and Netflix. Let's get ready to rampage! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> and it's my birthday. Hi! Happy yes, birthday! Happy birthday! I'm the, the twos. I'm 22. Go wish Marty a happy birthday on Twitter. Yes! yes. Do it or we'll swallow your soul. <laughs> swallow your soul! Swallow, but. That's the birthday wishes. You gotta swallow the birthday wishes, me. Mm -hmm. And it's also a different kind of birthday, right? Yeah. Yes. So, as of the day this episode is being released, it is officially October, (gasps) and Netflix and Hill has existed in the universe for one year. Woo! (laughs) One whole year, one whole year. One whole extra spectacular something. <laughs> Happy one year, guys. Happy and one year. <laughs> so, yeah, we're celebrating not only Spooky Month, but also our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, for the month of October, we are going to do an episode every single week instead of every other week. And we have some special things planned. Yep. So. You may be wondering why I said, are you ready to rampage in such a sports announcer type tone? Well, all right, everybody, we've had 22 amazing episodes of Netflix and Kill with 22 diabolical creatures, each one more sinister than the last. And today we will be pitting each monster against each other to see who will win the Netflix and Kill monster madness bid. Yes! That's right. You said it, yeah. Anna. I lost steam towards the end, but I think the majority of that monologue was pretty good. That was spot yeah, that on. that was really good. But yeah, <laughs> we, we set up a bracket of each monster um, from every horror movie that you and Marty have done, Kyla. Like, I've been in and out, but you guys, you've been in it for every single episode, so kudos to you guys. I'm more of a referee in this scenario, but I'm so happy to witness this monster magic. Um, but yeah, there are a ton of brackets, kind of like a fantasy football league, and we're gonna talk about each, which monster would win in a fight to see who the ultimate monster is. And I think we, we're gonna put some pictures on Twitter, because we have a board out here that we'll be writing with brackets, so you can see our method behind the madness. Yes. Yes. And we want you to weigh in and tell us who you think would win, because Mm -hmm. we are just humble podcast hosts. We don't know any more or less than anyone else, so if you guys have some opinions, feel free to send them in. And if you haven't seen the movie, who cares? Weigh in anyway. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You think I play sports and watch games? No, but I know the Bears are going to win every time. (laughs) Because I want them to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to put the uh, bracket up on our Twitter page, Um, so um, if you're following along with this episode, you can... uh, uh, Look at it there. We're we're gonna be posting it before this episode airs, um, so that y'all can like, you know, fill it out any way you want to, and uh, yeah, you can just go ham on it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go ham on it in this episode. We're gonna go ham. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you know you can uh tell us we're wrong and bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what the internet's for. Yeah, exactly. Twitter in Cancel particular. Me. It's my kink. Kink shaming is relevant. (laughs) I mean, we are talking about Pinhead on this episode. Dang, we sure are. And Jeffrey Combs and Bevins. 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 I'm also excited to see what kind of characters morph 
based on like what we remember and what has they've morphed into based on our discussions because I mm-hmm. feel like Jeffrey Combs and Bevins have taken on a life of their own. A they romantic really have. life. Mm-hmm. A wonderful their romantic happy life honeymoon. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. For the first round, we have we listed out all of the what we considered to be the main villain or monster of each film that we watched. We'll see where this goes. All right, everybody, get ready to rumble. Beow, round, beow, beow, beow. round one, ding ding ding. The artists from Murder Party versus Jeffrey Combs and Bevins from Would You Rather. All right, I will argue for the artists. I okay. feel like if you argue, argue for Jeffrey Combs, it'll be funny. <laughs> okay. I will gladly do that. Jeffrey Combs and Bevins. And Bevins, yes. So should one of us be des- designated, like, who decides who wins? Yeah. I like this. Okay, okay. cool. Cool. All right. I'll, I guess I'll be the ref. And it's who would win in a fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, like okay. a physical, they're put in a ring, like, celebrity death match, but right. better. Fantastic. All right. All right. So, who wants to go first? Let's flip a coin. Yeah, that'll be great for Actually, the audio wait, part of this podcast. And Marty gets to call it because it's their birthday. Yes! <laughs> okay. So, technically, you could probably... Nah, you don't. I like this better. Sorry, it's your birthday. I want to make let you pick. Ooh, we got a euro. A Ooh. euro. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Call it. Tails. Oh, heads. Oh, okay. So, you, go, oh. you get to pick if you go first or not. I'll let you go first. All right, well, um, I think that the artists would win in a fight mainly because they are, uh, way more, uh, they, they have way more people and numbers, and if they actually work together, then they would be able to take down Bevins and Jeffrey Combs, um, but at the same time, they, they would need to be extremely coordinated, and although I, I know for a fact that they aren't, <laughs> um, I'm sure that if they weren't pitted up against each other, as in the movie, um, they would they would be able to... Does that conclude your opening argument? Yeah. All right. You're All up, right. Kyla. So, while the artists do have the advantage of numbers, and of their youthful age and bodies, <laughs> no offense to Jeffrey Combs and Bevins, you guys are wonderful, but, you know, a bunch of 20-year-olds versus, like, however old. Anyway... <laughs> So That's still. besides the point. Um, the thing about the artists, though, is that they're a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh they cannot, for the life, I mean, the guy in the, the, they kidnap Chris, he's the easiest target. <laughs> and they can't even kill, I mean, he's tied up, sitting on a platter for them, and they can't even kill him. You know, they tried to burn him with acid, and it was vinegar. <laughs> he didn't realize so I just think that Jeffrey Combs has the power of brains. He's very smart. He's been doing this this Would You Rather game for years and gotten away with it. And then Bevins brings the brawn. So if anyone does need to duke it out, like, I think Bevins could take all of those artists at the same time. Because they're dumbasses. Most likely, they're going to be a high out of their mind. <laughs> because that seems to be the state they just permanently exist in. And so I, I think that this is an easy contest. Jeffrey Combs takes the reins. Well, see, I, now I I can definitely see where you're coming from, especially with Bevins. But uh, Bill, Bill especially is the wild card here. Um, Bill from the the artist team. He just, you know, you you like make fun of his art. He fucking goes off and just like murders a bunch of people. So like, 
that's advantageous, I think, in, in uh, wanting to... Uh, I see, you're arguing that uh, chaos can overrule order. Yes. See, we're mm. getting into philosophy. <laughs> Ooh, that's intense. Just like the, the fact that, like, one little thing set Bill off like that, I'm, I'm sure in, like, the uh, pressured scenario that... Um, uh, Jeffrey Combs and Bevan. I like how we're calling him Jeffrey Combs and not Shepard because oh, that's that, his... that was his name. Yeah, yes. I forgot his character's name. I forgot. So. But Jeffrey, Combs, we're just calling him Jeffrey Combs because he's Jeffrey Combs. Um, but like in that in that controlled environment, if like anything set Bill off, he probably would be able to overtake them. I think even even if the others couldn't, I feel like Bill could. Mm-hmm. Well, but how do you know that? Jeffrey Combs hasn't planned for this chaos. I feel like he kind of enjoys it a little bit. Because, I mean, if you think about Would You Rather, the movie, uh, uh, the Would You Rather game didn't exactly play out, you know, exactly cleanly. He had his mm-hmm. weird son going around trying to rape people, and then, and then, <laughs> the, yeah, the, there were several escape attempts, and, and everything ended up still working out in his favor. So I feel like he almost welcomes the chaos. Mm. Just as long as one winner comes out mm-hmm. of the um, Would You Rather scenario, and so like, because I guess like Jeffrey Combs's goal, right, is to is to have one winner, and if you think about it, like it's pretty easy to pit those artists against each other. So like Bill could easily be the winner in that scenario against the other artist, but Jeff Combs wins at the end because he gets to win. It's true. Did Bevins die in the? I can't no. remember. Okay. Oh yeah, because he's holding them at gunpoint at the end. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay, any final arguments? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Okay, Jeffrey Combs wins. Yeah. (laughs) Like, as soon as you pointed out, they couldn't even kill that one guy who's like, I don't know, gives out parking tickets for a living. It was kind of like, oh yeah. I want to see this movie happen, though. Like, honestly, I feel like the murder party people wouldn't even fight it. They would probably just go along with it. Because, like, they enjoyed playing truth or dare games and stuff when they all got drunk so i feel like they would just think it was like something like that all right also, they also, would have like, fun if, if jeffrey combs offered the money i'm just going to like agree with you because i'm not a very good arguer um but round, like, well round one ding 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 jeffrey combs and bevins <laughs> um but like the the thing with them is that like if he promised them money they would do anything because that's like literally the plot of murder. The goal isn't to win. The goal is to be entertaining because none of this matters. <laughs> Say whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Okay, what's our next All right. round? Next All right, is... next out, next round is Jigsaw from Saw versus the game from Beyond the Gates. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can argue this one because I started watching Beyond the Gates, but then I stopped watching it. So I'm probably going to have to play ref again. Okay. But I probably will interject a little bit more on behalf of, or behest of Jigsaw. Okay. Okay. I don't uh, even know who I want to argue I haven't of. seen the Saw movies, so I can't really argue for Jigsaw. Okay, you know what? This would be really funny if I argued for Jigsaw and you argued for the game because neither of us have seen the other <laughs> movie. I enjoy this very much. Okay, All right, so let's go for it. This one. Great. Alright, um, so <laughs> I guess I'm going first still? Yeah, up to you. Because 
You went first last time, so if you want, I can go first. Okay, you go first. Jigsaw has the moral high ground and therefore would win. I just told you right now. What's that, a fucking board game with two nerds? Jigsaw's an old man with cancer. Who's gonna beat that? Nobody. Because he is literally omnipotent. He planned for every outcome in Saw. He put a little boy in a safe. He chained a man to a toilet and made them dig around in shit. What can't this man do? I don't know. But I know what he can do. He can beat the game. Because he is the game master, Marty. He knows what he's doing. Even when it makes no sense. (laughs) Okay, but like, once you start playing the game from beyond the gates, it basically controls your whole life. So if, if Jigsaw went up against the game, he would... He would inevitably end up being played by the game because the game also takes control of the people in your life. Uh, whatever you have to do with the game, it happens in real life. Um, like the one, the one part of the movie where uh, they had to cut that doll open to get the key and they killed their friend. Um, you think Jigsaw has friends? <laughs> Everyone in his life is just a means to an end. He, like, pits his little apprentices okay. against each other. Okay, like, the, game, the game master that he is. The thing about Beyond the Beyond the Gates, the game, mm-hmm. is that even though it has them pit each other up against their friends and their family, those are the people that are most important to them. So I think that if uh, Jigsaw played the game, then it would just make him self-mutilate himself. And I don't wait, know... Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Pause, pause, pause. Because I'm being a bitch. Because that's the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Does the game in the movie, and you could totally lie, and I would have no idea, um, make you self-mutilate? Is that confirmed? Does it? Does it? I can't remember. Okay. I feel like it's something that would happen in that universe. I know, but does I, it? I know there's a part where one of the players has to, like, sacrifice herself. Well, I think, what is it? One time the cop was, a cop was, like, beating up Jigsaw, and he's like, I don't give a shit what you do to me. I have cancer. <laughs> So nothing hurts anymore, I guess. <laughs> All right. In the universe of Jigsaw, it doesn't matter how many times you get punched in the face or gutted, because cancer beats all that. All right. <laughs> Which I'm not saying that's how it is. I'm just saying that's the logic of the, the Saw movies. Okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted oh, your argument. No, you're, to- <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, I'd just like to take this time to point out that Jigsaw has no one he loves in his life. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You would have gotten the penalty for interruption, but I'll allow it because oh, you're shit. right. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Oh, I am too busy. I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> All right, so what? <laughs> Is that it? These are your final arguments. Yes. Yeah. Jigsaw's okay. a bitch. J- That's why you should win. <laughs> Jigsaw, yeah. Just the pure passion of that argument. Because, like, the game is pretty powerful, but. Jigsaw is weirdly omnipotent in those movies. Also, I'm not gonna lie, I really want to see him go up against Jekyll. Well, and here's the thing, when arguing with the Hannah V. Boyens, (laughs) I don't care about logic, I care about passion. Like, real-life politics. It doesn't matter what you say, it matters how hard you say it and how much you shout over me. That's how you (laughs) win an argument against me. Right on. Jigsaw won the fight, and Beyond the Gates is- has lost. Next up in the rumble is Jennifer from Jennifer's Body versus Angela and or Transphobia from Sleepaway Camp. 
and or transphobia. <laughs> <laughs> so first we need to decide who the real villain of Sleepaway Camp is. I'm gonna leave this up to y'all. I don't want to argue for transphobia. Well, you can argue <laughs> which one's more malevolent. Which is transphobia. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe just go with Angela. We'll go with Angela. Yeah, we'll go- I think we should just, for this one at least, we should we should stick with the characters instead of, uh, um, the... The abstract concept. The abstract concept of transphobia. <laughs> Although I think we can all agree that that, in terms of being the most evil, yeah, transphobia is the most evil. This is just pure monsters yes. fighting it out. Alright, so who are we arguing in favor of? Kyla, heads or tails? Tails. Heads. Marty. So, Marty, you get to decide who goes first. Okay, um... And you get to decide who you want to argue for. Oh, that's it. I want to argue for Angela, but I want to go last. Okay. okay. So, Jennifer has powers... And Angela doesn't. <laughs> that's really all I've got. I mean, okay, if we want to think about it, though, like, it's hard to argue this because I feel like Jennifer and Angela would be friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to argue for them fighting each other. But, okay, let's just imagine this. In a fight, I think Jennifer's got it. I mean, she lives to the end of her movie and... No, wait, she doesn't. No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> I also, oh as God. a side note, Jennifer would totally kick transphobia's ass. She would. Because she is not here for that. True. She is a feminist icon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's what I've got. Jennifer has powers and Angela doesn't. <laughs> Damn. Again, I don't care about logic. I care about, like, just fervent energy. So I like the, I like the, I like how you came out of the gates. Like, she has powers. What the fuck's Angela <laughs> Well, my thing, my thing with Angela is that she, she's just about, if not more, ruthless than Jennifer is, mainly because she doesn't have to really, like, you know, she, she can, like, kind of seduce people into being friends with her before they, you know, mess up and she eventually kills them. Um, there's, you know, there's a part in Sleepaway Camp where, um, she, like, literally puts, like, a, a wasp nest in a, in a public bathroom to murder a kid, um, because he made fun of her, and so, like, she's got that ruthless kind of, you know, fervor to her, and even though she doesn't have power, she's, she's just as capable of killing as Jennifer is. I would, I would say she has the advantage mainly because she didn't have to turn into a demon to do it. <laughs> Ooh, snap. That's a bold statement. (laughs) That is a bold statement. Rebuttal? Alright. Well, um, I would say Jennifer actually matches Angela's ruthlessness. And she does have the seductive quality. So I think that if Angela was not very well-liked at the camp, Jennifer, on the other hand, has the power to win people over. So she could amass a little army to help her out if she needs it and kind of seduce people to her side. Hey, maybe she even went over Angela. Ooh. I just really want to see these two be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Do you think it's more advantageous in a fight to be, like, alluring or to fade into the background? It depends on, it depends on yeah, what it you're depends going on for, where... your strategy, strategy and uh, who you're fighting against. Yeah. Um, I think 
if Angela is going up against Jennifer, she doesn't want to be all that alluring because, um, what, what ended up being, uh, like, the downfall of Jennifer was that, uh, what is her name? Uh, Needy? Yeah, Needy had to, like, sneak into her room to kill her because, like, she wouldn't have done it, like, any other ways. So, and, like, Angela has that, you know, that quality of being able to, like, sneak up on you and just kill you. So, I, I think, I think that would, that would be why Angela wins. <laughs> that is a fair point. However, I guess when we take into account, like, the settings of both of these movies, they both take place in social situations. Mm-hmm. Um, either summer camp or high school. So, I think that being able to win over the other people around you is a very strong advantage. Do you think Jennifer would be able to win over Angela? Probably. Jennifer can win over just about anyone, it seems like. My o- my only thing is that Jennifer, um, even even though, like, Angela is kind of similar to Needy, um, Angela is also, like, not trusting of, like, people who are seen as popular at all. Um... Because she, like, gets constantly bullied by the popular girls in the, in, in the movie. So, um, I don't know if she would let Jennifer be able to, like, seduce her into a friendship. Hmm. I'm done with my argument. (laughs) You know, I went in thinking, like, Jennifer and her powers were gonna steal the day, but Marty kind of convinced me with that (laughs) whole, like, I I can't remember, there was something you said that just made me go, ooh. Uh... It was that An- Angela didn't need powers. That was it. <laughs> that was it. So I think uh, you all put up a really good argument. Like, this is very difficult because I love them both and I think you're right. I think they would be friends. Yes. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to go with Angela. That's fair. No, you made a really good argument. Yeah. I didn't think also, it was going to be all that good. <laughs> I just so want to see this movie. Jennifer and Angela hanging out. Yeah. All right. Now the next one we have is The Strangers from The Strangers. Versus the graduate killer from Most Likely to Die. I haven't seen Most Likely to Die, so I don't remember. Most I don't. Likely to die. I don't remember it either. And Can we just and make up is, shit. Well, okay. The thing is, there was a twist at the end because they reveal that one of their friends is the graduate who's been killing everyone. But then at the end, after their friend has been defeated, then this other like the graduate shows up. What? And it's like a mysterious, you don't know who it is. Sequel bait. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so like, I don't even know who the actual grad. Let's just jump into this and see. All right, um, well, well I-, I graduated from high school, so is it me? <laughs> Am I the graduate? You could be. Is it We're Dustin all Hoffman? The graduate. Is it Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> Did he get seduced? Well, for one thing, I think the strangers would win, personally, because Dustin Hoffman can't even survive being seduced by a woman. So, <laughs> personally, I think the graduate is a freak a big... out and then basically, like, kidnapped her daughter on her wedding day, so. Yeah. Although, yeah, you're right, that does show, that does show character. Yeah. Um, and unpredictability, like the strangers, so maybe he's become one of the strangers. <laughs> this is going off the rails. <laughs> I don't even think this is, like, a, like, is this an actual argument for this movie because we don't remember anything about Most Likely yeah, to Die? 
I remember the graduate with Dustin Can, Hoffman. I remember that this was Dustin Hoffman, right? Yes. Thank God. Can I propose that we just strangers when right. I yeah. cannot argue in favor of I mean, a movie like, I do not remember. I don't remember hardly anything about most likely to die. I remember the girl named Ashley wearing a shirt with her name on it. Yeah. <laughs> Would Ashley win? And then like <laughs> no. her most likely to have her name in length or whatever. The only thing that this guy has going for him is that he can theme his kills based on a yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he does win for like showmanship but the strangers are way more effective i mean like they they basically there's no real challenge in a room and they do whatever they want to you yeah they do plus you remember their movie so that's pretty good yeah (laughs) exactly you were home Eh. yeah so strangers that's essentially like saying like why are you doing this to us yolo right (laughs) (laughs) but so strangers won yes we Okay, I haven't I seen think, either of these. I think most likely to die was like the worst movie we watched for this. <laughs> midnight Meat Train is still the worst. Midnight Meat Train, but well, most I likely think, to die was close. I I think most likely to die was way more boring. Yeah, that's honestly. true. All midnight right. Meat Train was worse based on the fact that it was bad writing and terrible to watch. But <laughs> I want to see Bradley Cooper eat anybody's ass. I I know, right? It's <laughs> not right. the Meat Train I signed up for. <laughs> no. Uh, Alright, next up we have The Cult from The Invitation and The Cult Feet Michael Sheen from <laughs> Apostle. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna take a step back because I haven't seen either of these. Okay. Alright. Marty, call it. Uh, Tails. Tails! Alright, um, I'm gonna argue for the the cult featuring Michael Sheen. Yes! <laughs> That's okay. what I wanted! As yeah. a fan and as a, a co-host. <laughs> and, um, I guess I'll go first this time. Um, well, first off, they have Michael Sheen, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, they actually have a deity that's real that they can, like, sacrifice stuff to, and it, like, actually kind of works. And, um, despite the fact that, like, their whole island burned down because of this person who wanted to find his sister i'm sure that um if you were just going to talk to them and like about their cult and stuff they'd be it would be really easy to indoctrinate you because uh it's michael sheen come on (laughs) Uh, question yeah i I just haven't seen this movie does he live yeah oh i mean they're on there the island is burning at the very end and this guy turns into like a bunch of like grass or something but michael sheen is sitting there smiling at him while he's turning into grass so he lives but at what cost no grass grass (laughs) (laughs) he's like this is the invention of weed (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna smoke that fucker (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so (laughs) so that um that's what i got so far sweet okay so while your cult may have a deity, my cult has the advantage of numbers. Two deities. One of them is Michael Sheen. The other one is an old man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but mine has the advantage of numbers. Because Michael Sheen's cult is stuck on this island. And they definitely have, like, a following. But they're secluded. And they're not particularly interested in converting that many people they don't really want people to come find them they're more just interested in survival 
and they kind of like actively seclude themselves versus the cult from the invitation their goal is indoctrination they want everyone either part of them or dead and at the end of the movie um it is very very likely that they have succeeded in a great deal of that goal because the final shot is all the red lanterns across la being raised up la is a fucking big city yeah so you know that's serious when like all across the city these people are raising up their little lanterns so apparently this cult has already taken la which like you know it's la and and we already know that cults you know scientology and whatever (laughs) but but like hey that means that this cult probably beat out scientology damn that's a feat so um i think they have the advantage of numbers and persuasiveness also the deity from apostle didn't seem particularly happy with the people in the cult they were like keeping her locked away and she seemed kind of angry and vindictive at them um especially when their island burns to the ground and she did not seem pleased with them so i don't know if she could be counted on to back them up in a fight i see um I'm going to concede, because I, th- I think your argument was a lot more strong, and I can't think of anything else besides the fact that Michael Cheat is there. <laughs> yeah, because, like, uh, sadly, it was a little self-defeating when I found out just some guy looking for his sister, like, defeated a cult. Yeah. Hey, Will, if you need to find me, just destroy a cult. That's a shout-out <laughs> to my brother. Um, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I agree with Kyla, though. Like, that, when, like, they convinced all of L.A., yeah, yeah, yeah. I joined that cult just to get a part in the newest Mission Impossible 5. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, wait, how many Mission Impossibles are there now? Seven? Something like that. I think there are seven now. Like, they're on the seventh. I think that's right. I want to be in Mission Impossible 12. 12. 12. Yeah, all of them. I want to be Tom Cruise. All of them. (laughs) Alright, so cult from the invitation wins. Yes. Sorry, Michael Sheen. We love you. Michael Sheen can join the cult from the invitation. He might already be in it. Oh no. I mean, he moved See, Michael away. Sheen's character uh, joined the cult in a possible. Oh. Michael Sheen could join the cult. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, maybe the- maybe the cult from the invitation, because Apostle takes place a long time ago, maybe the invitation's mm. cult is like descended mm. from that would Michael be really Sheen. cool. I like that. Um, the, oh. only, the only thing I can say is that Michael Sheen moved away from LA and back to Wales, so he, he's not in that cult, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> unless, unless he, he moved back. Um, so that he could indoctrinate other people Mormon style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so next up we have The Force from Bird Box. I'm kidding, I love you, Michael Sheen. Oh. Or Satan, Baby Daddy from Little Evil, and I have seen both of these, so okay. I can do one. I'll let you guys, and, or, Marty, do you want to turn being the referee? I want to turn being ref. Okay. okay. It's hard to think of good arguments. <laughs> yeah. Well, for also, me, I love arguing with Kyla, because we've been having that Iron Man free oh, debate for yeah. years, and I love it. I love it. Every time we get, like, tipsy, out. and we're like, I love you! Well, we should tell the people our original idea for the villain of Bird Box. Oh, the, yeah, the, it was Sarah... Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Sandra, Sandra Bullock's abusive parenting, because, God, she's bad at it. <laughs> okay, now that we got that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a... a Hardy heart, but my throat is That's dying, right. so it came out really weird. Her. <laughs> oh. All right, so Marty flipped the coin. Okay, I want to call it. 
one's the head. It has a head on it. Oh, this is tail. Okay. Ooh. Um, I think I want to no. take... You lost. You called heads. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, you're right. You gotta play by the rules of the game, Hannah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine, Rep, don't take me out. Don't take me out, Rep. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> I'll do the fourth from Bird Box, I guess. Oh, I wanted Satan Baby Daddy. Okay, yeah, I figured, I don't know, I just, I just figured you and Satan Baby Daddy would be pretty tight. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't have any of the weird implications. Or that does it? Sounds it? Like. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> Are we just gonna be roasting each other by the end of this? I'm so excited. Okay, and I'll go ahead and go first because I'm... You won the coin yeah. cost. Co- yeah. Coin cost! Well, <laughs> okay. So... I can wait for I mean, I guess, like, if we're thinking within the universes of a movie, right? Mm-hmm. The fourth from Bird Box really does seem to have a greater power over people's lives than Satan does in Little Evil. Because, like, Satan's just out there kind of, like, making babies and stuff. And, yeah, he has a small following, but, like, not near as many as you would think, especially for such a big deal. Like, this is the Antichrist. you think they would show up, and they don't. So that's kind of suspicious. Plus, he can't even succeed in raising the Antichrist. Versus, like, Bird Box... The fourth, you know, it it has a stronger hold. All of society has to reshape itself because of this thing. And I don't even know if it's particularly malevolent, but it affects people much more. They have to change their entire way of life. Mm-hmm. So I think the fourth just has a stronger reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Um, so I, if you heard scribbling in the background, that's me taking my notes because I'm in it Ooh. to win it. My notes! Uh, my notes! Um, so, your main problems with Satan is that he has a small following and that he fails. But, you know, what Megamind taught us in the movie Megamind? (laughs) You have to, uh, oh, what is it? There's a benefit from losing. You get to learn from your mistakes. Satan cannot die. Satan cannot die, and at least he isn't defeated by Sandra Bullock. You know, that's pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Here's the thing. I would argue that my opponent has a higher standing in this fight because the people he was fighting are just more fun to watch. Like, I, you gotta admit, like, watching Ben Wyatt defeat Satan is a lot more fun than watching uh, the lady from... Uh, oh, God. Gravity. The blind side. The blind side, gravity. <laughs> no, what's the one with the fucking bus? Miscongeniality. No, no. but yes. <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna go with miscongeniality. Actually, no, because I want to see that. Damn <laughs> okay. it. I'm but, losing but, my Okay, but we're talking about the villains here. We're not talking about the protagonists. Because right. if it was the protagonist, it would be a different story. Right. Because Adam Scott is definitely a better parent Fine. than Sandra Bullock is. Right, you're right. But, I'm trying to derail it. Okay, so... Satan does have a hold on society, though. Like, all his friends and neighbors, he's infiltrated every system, support system this child has access to. Um, And I would argue that Satan got defeated by the same power that defeated Bird Box, which was love. But Satan put up more of a fight. Satan had, like, these pits. He had his own cult that didn't rely on bad stereotypes. Um, and it's, it's just more fun to say hail Satan than hail mysterious force that only birds can see. <laughs> I mean, it still worked for some people in Bird Box, though, because sure. they did have that cult of people who were apparently worshipping the mysterious force. Right. So it does have that 
that charisma. Plus, like, again, I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, Satan controls this child's life, but the Force and Bird Box controls all the children's lives. That's true. But also, so Satan's goal in this movie is to cause the apocalypse. The apocalypse still might happen, just now this kid might have a choice. So Satan, Satan's fight is not over yet. I mean, that's true, but we don't, just don't get to see it. So I can't just go off the hypotheticals. I gotta see some results. And, like, the Force and Bird Box, I mean, sure, like, Sandra Bullock escapes, but the Force is still out there. I mean, it's still doing whatever it is it wants to do. That's true. I mean, I think I think that you're putting up a very strong argument for why Little Evil is a better movie. <laughs> damn it. But, yeah, I... Ah, oh, dang. I do see your point. I do see your point. I just like saying Satan Baby Daddy. It's I know. Ah, but you know what? I can, I can see, I can see, I can see. I see the bird box monster and I, I am driven to blind. Blind. (laughs) I'm blind. Oops. Okay. Both arguments finished? Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, in my mind, let's see, my, my thinking, as, as much as I like Little Evil, I don't think that the the uh satan baby daddy um is as sinister as he could be um mainly based on the fact that um he was defeated by like a stepdad Uh, well it was a group of stepdads hey (laughs) don't be slamming stepdads (laughs) well i'm just saying it was just like a regular group of people um whereas uh the the uh, force from Bird Box is, like, still out there, and they had to take uh, refuge in, like, a small space in order to escape it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the thing from Bird Box wins. Yeah. Again, um, if we were arguing which movie is better, <laughs> Hannah would have had that, because well, yeah. all yeah. of your arguments were, like, just why Little Evil is a superior movie to Bird Box. And why, and yeah. if we were arguing about the best parent, oh my gosh, Adam Scott. Oh yeah, and the little evil. kill his kids. Although, <laughs> frankly, Sandra Bullock said, okay, which one of you is going to die? Because I don't want to yeah. think. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got into it because I loved Little Evil, but I didn't know my villain was such a fucking wimp. Well, that's okay. Again, it's the power of love is just very strong. Yes, yeah, Especially Adam Scott's love. Satan, yeah. get, get, get it together. <laughs>
we got Black Philip from Vukovic and the Shadow People from the Eye. Now I have not seen the Eye, but I have seen the Vukovich. Who was the last person to call it in the clubhouse? I think I was. Okay, Kyler, call. Hits. Tails. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Shadow People from the Eye just because I want to hear Ky- Kyla uh, argue for Black Philip. Um, and I'll go first. So, Alright, so the the shadow people from the eye are, like, really terrifying because they they remove your soul from this mortal coil and they, like, take it to the other world and, like, you don't know where that is. You don't know where they're going. And, uh, the, the fact that they are all around us and yet invisible unless you can see them with, like, these special eyes, my brand, um, <laughs> <laughs> is, like, terrifying just like the thought that like something could just like rip your soul out of your body at any moment and just kill you is like ridiculously terrifying that's actually pretty good yeah i mean that's fair yeah thanks um, you make it bro <laughs> i will match that though i'm gonna go back to my argument that i used for jennifer charisma charisma mm-hmm. black philip has charisma now black philip is also all around you he can take the form of a rabbit. He can take the form of a goat. He can take the form of a very attractive man in spurs. Um, Sexy cowboy. What? Oh, it was one of the, the bits from that episode. <laughs> he was well, wearing spurs and, yeah. He's, like, walking around with spurs and it, like... And the actor who plays him is very attractive. Yeah. Ooh. I'm pretty sure he was dressed like a cowboy, but I can't be totally sure because it was very dark in the shot. That's fair. Um... He can also free your soul from this mortal plane, but if he makes you want to have your soul freed from this mortal plane, I mean, who could resist the fine offer of butter, dresser, seeing places you've never seen before, <laughs> joining up with a coven of tight bros? If he makes you want all of this, he can take your spirit away and and show you a good time, and that's how Black Phillip's gonna win. Because people aren't even going to want to fight him, you know? If you think about it, he wins at the end of his movie, and the, 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 the mentor people don't. They're, um, the protagonist is able to cheat death with her little magic eyes. <laughs> Question, though. Um, does Black Phillip require people to do his bidding? And do these shadow people not require people to do their bidding? Like, do they need people? I think is my question the, to both of these villains. The, the do they shadow- need people? The shadow people don't need people to do their jobs because they do it themselves. They show up when uh, something bad is about to happen, and they just collect the souls and leave. And, yeah. <laughs> How about Black Phillip? Black Phillip? Yeah, I would say, I mean, his goal is to just win people over, win them to his side. So, I think he's very, very good at giving the end of a movie. He wins, so he fulfills his goal. See, I also want to argue for Black Phillip, but that's not what we're supposed to do. <laughs> well, you know what? This is our podcast. I can tell everyone here wants Black Phillip to win, mostly because I haven't seen the other film. So <laughs> it's I'm just not, it's not good. <laughs> if anything else, like even if Black Phillip wouldn't win like a, in a hand-to-hand combat, he'd win the audience over. So he'd win the battle after the battle. You know, it's like if you don't it's win RuPaul's like... Drag ra- Race, you can still win over the fight after the show has been completed. I'm saying <laughs> Black Phillip is the Katya of this experience. Well, okay. if you think about it, that goes with 
his whole thing, though, right? He's charismatic, so he's even breaking the fourth wall and winning over the audience of our show. Damn, yeah. Black Phillip, you did it again! <laughs> well, the thing I'm gonna say is that Black, Black Phillip also, like, beat the shit out of that dad. Remember, he, like... As a goat. As a oh, goat. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> and, like, imagine hot cowboy. <laughs> and, like, even though he's also, he's, like, a passive force, he's still pretty active in, like, trying to get these people on his side. So, I'm gonna say Black Phillip takes it, mainly because, I, they're just, the, the shadow people are just very passive and don't really do anything. Yeah, I'm you gonna say Black a good Phillip. fight for the shadow people, though. That was a hard one to argue for. Yeah, because when I thought, I was like, generic. oh, yeah, the shadow people are more active. Like, from, from your description. Like, Black Phillip is more like, I'll lay the seeds of destruction and let them reap what they <laughs> sow. Oh, no, they just wait until people die and then take their souls. And they just don't like being seen is basically what the, the argument was. But I wish they had been more malevolent because it would have been way more <clears throat> interesting. So... Next is the walrus from Tusk versus the meat man from Midnight Meat Train. Alright. Do you two want to take this? Yeah, I'll take one. I hate both of them. I want to do the walrus. <laughs> I, I get fucking meat man. <laughs> oh, you can always flip the coin for it. Yeah. I demand. <laughs> nah, flip the no, coin. you know what? No, I'm not going to enjoy this either way. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Meat man. They, you can't stop the meat man because there's always got to be a meat man to keep society in check. Kill off one meat man, another A-lister actor is going to, like, start licking his girlfriend's ass to take over as the <laughs> next meat man. Today it's Bradley Cooper, tomorrow it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and then the day after it, I don't know, fucking Chris Pratt? Who knows? Some other A-lister who wants to make a movie with Lady Gaga. I don't know. Anyway, he's also got the lizard people, and he knows where the lizard people live, and he can set those loose on you, and he'll kill Ted Raimi. He'll do whatever he needs to do to get to get you got. No, not Ted Raimi. Too bad, Ted Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the the walrus from Tusk. The um, are we arguing for um Justin Long's character, or are we arguing for um the guy that turns him into the walrus? Um. I'll leave it up to you. I was thinking Justin Long's character because he is the monster, but the guy, the other guy, is the villain of the movie. So yeah. I'll let you decide. I think it would be more amusing to try to imagine the walrus fighting. Okay, okay. but <laughs> I'll leave it up to you. Um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with um Justin Long's character because that just sounds the funniest. Um. So Justin Long's character is basically kidnapped and turned into a walrus, but at the very end of the movie, he has to fight his captor and he wins. Basic, basically on sheer force, based on the fact that, like, he has, uh, had his anatomy fused together and can't really do anything about it, he still wins because he just, like, has the sheer force in order to, uh, like, make himself do what he needs to do to survive, and he you know, he's got that drive, and he, like, goes totally crazy at the end. He believes he's a walrus, and... <laughs> but walruses can't cry, Marty. Then why does he cry? <laughs> is he really a walrus, or is he just faking it I for think, attention? I think walruses cry. Show me I the... Mean, where's the... Where's the... Bats? I mean, look at the Arctic. When they cry over that... <laughs> what did they cry over? <laughs> also, I would just like to point Global out... warming. <laughs> because whoever kills the meat man becomes the meat man so even if justin long's character kills the meat man he has to become the no meat i'm trying man. to picture this walrus <laughs> <laughs> trying, 
it was so on a train. <laughs> I want to. I want to see Justin Long's walrus character just like try to go up against the lizard people, though. Ooh, like, because yeah. like, is is the meat man really the bad guy, or is it the lizard people in the subway? Either way, I think they both would kick the shit out of that goddamn fake <laughs> walrus. All right, Kyla. Okay. Um, Sorry, Marty, did you have any final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with the meat man on that yeah. one. Because he does have the the A-list actor power behind him. I, I didn't want, want him to win, but like, I, I yeah. just love arguing. Okay, next up is Michael Bay from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 <laughs> uh, versus Peer Pressure from Raw. Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, I really want to first. Let's do a coin toss. Okay, can I first do this one? Yes. Do you yeah. want to do the judge? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do the judge. Okay. Uh, do you want to call? You call. Okay. Tails. I can't see. It's tails. Um, I want to argue for peer pressure. Okay, I mean, like it's not argue for Michael Bay. <laughs> well, okay, are we gonna decide that? Um. Leatherface is no Michael Bay is the villain of this. Yeah, I'm could. sorry, and I know he didn't direct it, but he produced it, and he's and part he of the totally... reason he threw money at this project and helped it get Leatherface made. Leatherface is a victim of this movie. Exactly, they totally butchered his character. Um, I would just like to say my only defense of peer pressure winning over Michael Bay is his filmography. Thank you, I did <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You know what? I agree with you. Michael Bay is the most willing to bend the peer pressure. Look at the movies he makes. Also, he ruined... Well, he didn't ruin Transformers, but he hurt it very much. Yeah, he left a dent in and their beautiful, beautiful car. He did, and I will never forgive him. Um, also, like, just the amount of overcompensating that I've seen him do behind the scenes <laughs> means that he is very susceptible to people saying, Huh, that's gay, and him fully believing it. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, peer pressure wins. Marty, what do you think? Peer pressure wins. Woo! Peer pressure. Michael Ma- Michael Bay does everything for the for the motherfucking money. Wow, an epic rap battles uh, reference from me. Um, Very timely. I, thought, I thought I killed this thing long ago, but sometimes references come up and just like bite you in the brain. Hey, you know what? That's a okay. Well, next up, we have the succubus from VHS uh, section one. I think it's the first bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the one from VHS section one main, mainly because Well uh, like section one with an X because she like sleeps <laughs> in <the neck>. <laughs> <laughs> versus Yoten from the ritual. Ooh. Um, cool. Yeah. And then like I guess should we explain why we went with Succubus from VHS? Yeah, we she's put, the most memorable. Yeah, she's the most memorable and uh put up against all the uh other ones, it it just wouldn't be as fun to talk about uh like a guy in the woods who glitches out it doesn't so wait have you guys decided who you're in favor of oh is it me wait are you guys arguing I, who's I arguing haven't, who's... i haven't seen the ritual oh that's right okay so it's me and marty like i've seen this movie. i've seen this part of vhs go be honest with you i turned it off because i got bored <laughs> the first one was kind of interesting and then i don't even remember what the fuck happened after that some guys in a house it's not all that memorable well, the frame narrative is terrible but There's... the shorts are pretty good There's... yeah yeah there's a lesbian who uh, murders her lover's husband and dumps his toothbrush in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, um. no, the second VHS is way better because it has a better frame narrative. Nice. But that's 
Anyway, we'll talk about it eventually. Um, I could talk about the succubus, I guess, if someone doesn't want if someone wants I, to sit I'll, out this let's round. Let's do me and Marty. Yeah, yeah, let's just do that one. All right. Uh, okay. Marty, call it. I, I call Tails every time. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Heads. Okay. All Eat right. Pick. I will argue in favor of the All right. So I'll, I'll argue for the Jotun. Cool. Uh, and I'll just let you go first. Okay. Um, well, the Jotun, uh, first off, uh, she can grant you immortality. Um, if you worship her and live in her cult, you know, even if you're, like, old and decrepit, you can still live forever. And, uh, she is so extremely terrifying to look at, and, like, the fact, the fact that, like, she can actually, like, have people, like, worship her, despite the fact that she is such a terrifying presence, is, like, just wonderful to me. And, like, she can confuse you, she can make you think that you, uh, you're dying in your dreams, she gives you, like, these confusing, like, visions, and, like, she can make you get lost in the woods and, like, die if you don't, like, worship her or believe in her. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's a terrifying presence, and I love her. <laughs> That's my argument. That's a strong argument. Um, so the succubus, she will often, and she'll love you. Um, sorry, that was a weird start. But anyways, <laughs> I think, I think while she cannot grant immortality, she can protect you. I mean, if anyone comes near you, you know, or, or looks at her the wrong way, she straight up rips their dick off. Yep. And <laughs> eats it. more like a... So, <laughs> I think, you know, she's gonna make sure that nobody messes with you. And now that could be a danger if you get on her bad side, but just don't get on her bad side. Yeah. Uh, she also has a pretty cool look. You know, you got those wicked eyes, those teeth, it's really pretty. She got wings. She can fly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's what I got. Not gonna lie, it feels like you guys are trying to sell me on a date with one of these two, like, <laughs> entities. She's terrifying and beautiful. I love her. You She'll protect her. you. <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out, would they, I'm, if this would factor into the argument, would they be able to, like, seduce each other into each other's cults? Oh, well, the Succubus doesn't really have a cult. She just, yeah. like, I get the feeling that, like, she just wants to feed. Yeah. And then she ends up falling in love with this guy, like, while she's trying to feed. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, the Jotun needs worshippers. So I think their goals are very different. So that's kind of hard. Because they both more or less succeed in their goals, too. So. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna say the Jotun, because it seems to have more, um, power over others, whereas the Succubus just is power in and of herself, but she can't really control others, whereas I feel like controlling others would come in handy later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Though I wouldn't turn her down for a date. Oh, yeah, I same. Also, I also would not turn her down for a date. She's wonderful. Okay, so now we have the last, but certainly not least, the Lost Boys from The Lost Boys versus Pinhead from Hellraiser. Ooh. Oh, oh, this is hard. I think this one should just be a discussion. Yeah, okay. I like this because this is this is the classic. Okay, so you got classic argument. So the first thing is that um, 
Both of these characters were defeated by teenagers, now, so I think we are can we going them. are going specifically with Pinhead or are we going with the group of Cenobites? Um because if we have the Lost Boys, they have a, an advantage in numbers, but I know that in Hellraiser that they also have an advantage in numbers based on the fact that Pinhead isn't the only one that comes out of the cube. Mm. I would say Cenobites because like where Pinhead goes, yeah. the rest follow. Like yeah. you yeah. don't really see him alone. Alright. So Cenobites versus the Lost Boys. Oof, this is so difficult. All I right. love both of these movies I know. so much. But we're not talking about the movie, we're just talking about who would win a fight. Right. Who would win in a fight. The the thing I know about the Lost Boys is that they have pure chaos on their side. Uh, but Pinhead kind of does too. I mean, Pinhead he lives in a hell dimension. His, his is like rules, a controlled though. chaos, though. Yeah, Pinhead's got rules. You gotta, you gotta touch the box. Yeah, you gotta be and able to solve the cube. Um, you you have to. But the vampires have rules too. That's I true. mean, like they can't go out in the sunlight. That's yeah, the they get stabbed by a stake. There's the. Um, That's true. I mean, the typical vampire rules. Oh, Sorry. okay, so if are we going under the assumption that the vampires solved the box and that they, like, summoned Pinhead? Because, like, I there's no know. other way to summon him. Yeah, also, like, they wouldn't be able to fight Pinhead based on the fact that the only people that they are allowed to fight are the people who have solved the box. So they don't fight. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, it, it is, like, the... Yeah, in this hypothetical scenario. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that Pinhead would I think so. He's got because chains he's, and shit. He's got some, like, kind of supernatural powers going on. Plus, there's, like, well, okay, I guess we should just be counting the first Hellraiser movie, but in the sequel, there is, like, this weird god entity thing that, yeah. So, I don't know. Pinhead's got a lot of, of, of power backing him up. Well, see, the only thing is, uh, the, the thing that could save the vampires is how good are they at bargaining? Because I think Pinhead mm. loves a good bargain. That's true. Because, um, what's the name, Nancy? No, that's Nightmare. Um, Kirsty. Because Kirsty got out of it by, like, promising them something else that they want. So if the vampires are really good, because they, they're hot. They're, they're, they're hot vampires who fuck. <laughs> um, they do fuck. Most of so each other. So if they could, if they can offer Pinhead something in return... Because I think this this isn't, if it was down to just sheer brutality, it would probably be Pinhead, because Pinhead's got, like, chains that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do to Pinhead that he doesn't want you to do to him? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they they bite him, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's harder. And they're like, <laughs> they're like what the fuck? <laughs> um, but if the vampires can give Pinhead something that he wants, mm-hmm. I think they can win this. Hmm. But what does Pinhead want? Yeah, do they have anything that he wants? Uh, more followers. I think that the vampires would win if they said, yeah, we'll get people and we'll give them to you. We'll seduce then, them for you. But I feel like Pinhead wouldn't like that. Like, I, I feel like he wouldn't go for that because I think the joy of it is him seducing the people, you know? He's, mm-hmm. he's the dom, he's in charge, and he doesn't want other people trying to seduce he, Well, I'm not saying he's going to be dumb, he gonna, replaced He's going to let these twinks gonna, like, fucking get yeah. all these people. I don't Nuh-uh. think he needs to. I'm not saying these twinks are the dogs. To... I'm saying these twinks are the guys with the hose at the edge who make you feel welcome before you go into the sex but dungeon. I don't think he really even cares so much about that. I don't think he's trying to win over as many people as possible. I think he's just trying to show the people that do seek him out a good time, or mm-hmm. a bad time, or both. So I think, like, he's trying to just carry that out and he doesn't care how many people come to him but he only gives pain to the people who ask for it 
I'm trying to think of a way to be lost boys because we're ratties. Because I love the boys. I love the boys, too. I just still think the Pinhead and his squad. I mean, you got the Cenobites, you know, is... The thing is, if you're dumb enough to summon him, you're kind of fucked. Unless you, like, have an uncle who, like, crossed him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm placing my my vote for Pinhead, because he's got the, the supernatural abilities, and he's got dope squad. As much as the Lost Boys are a dope squad, too, I think the Cenobites have more experience in the, in the monstering business. Yeah, I mean, like... I'm not sure how old the Lost Boys are, but, um, the fact that they seem to act as if they are, like, college students slash late teens, uh, really puts them at a disadvantage, mainly because, like, they, uh, up against Pinhead, who knows how to fight, they're, they would not know what to do, especially because, like, you know, Pinhead, he got all the chains and stuff, and, like, he... He knows how to torture people, and, like, he would be able to figure out, you know, exactly what, uh, would destroy them, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I can concede that. Sad, though, it is. Yes. I think, in our ideal world, they would, the squads would join up. Right, Because yeah, yeah. they're both, they're both immortal. Mm-hmm. They're both here for a good time. Yep. And I think the Lost Boys could be into some kinky shit. I think that, Oh, 100%. I think they'd be down to chill with the Cenobites. I think that they, you know, maybe they have some nice, like, movie nights sometimes and and hang out. So... Yeah. Alright, our first round is concluded of the Netflix and Kill Monster Madness! Bam, 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 bam! Yeah! Yes. So, this episode has gotten very long. So let's make it a two-parter oh surprise surprise Surprise! tune in next week to see the conclusion and in the meantime go debate on twitter who would win did we get it right did we get it wrong um look at the bracket we have set up now and tell us who you think is going to come out on top we look forward to it all right heck yes thank you so much for listening may your nightmares be plentiful and the discourse Monster Madness!